Hey, 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 what's going down, people? Yup, we're back again. It's episode five of Echo Chamber. And let's get straight into the action. All right, so we're going to give you the top 10 for the weekend of the 23rd to the 25th of November. At number 10 is Planeta Sinjili 2. Um, yeah, no information really on that film. At number 9, Nutcracker and the Four Realms. At number 8, still holding strong, is A Star is Born. At number 7, we got Widows. At number 6, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Hmm, not looking that promising. Being, you know, it's only new and it's already at number 6. Would have thought it'd be higher than that. Okay. At number 5, Nativity Rocks. Because it's Christmas and, yeah. At number 4, it is Robin Hood. Again, should have been higher. So, not not promising, really. And especially the word of mouth about that one. Uh, number three, still doing its thing. Bohemian Rhapsody. At number two, The Grinch. And, of course, at number one, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grimwald. Okay, well, I have to say... The big news coming out of America is um, Walt Disney Animation Studios' Ralph Breaks the Internet opened in the US on Wednesday the 21st of November and grossed an impressive $84.5 million over five days it's thanksgiving weekend so you know it's always a good time to launch a film but wreck it ralph wrecked it hard yeah so walt disney now holds the top three franks thanksgiving debuts over the five day weekend of all time which is insane and that's that i have to say is the animation studio walt disney studios holds the top five this is disney is killing it so um yeah ralph breaks the internet open to rave reviews from critics and all and the audiences who flocked to the cinema and guess what people I'm going to bring you my thoughts on that film coming up real soon. So, we're going to do one film first and we're going to end it with some Wreck It Ralph. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to hit you with Wreck It Ralph now because it makes more sense. Boom. Wreck It Ralph. Let's go. Okay, so just back from a preview of Ralph Breaks the Internet, which of course is the sequel to 2012's Wreck-It Ralph. 2012. 
man, I did not realize it had been that long. It's, it, you know, it seems like Wreck It Ralph came out just the other day. That's insane. Okay, so it's um, directed by Phil Johnson and Rick Moore, who, um, you know, both directed the original. Uh, the screenplay is by Phil Johnson and Pamela Ribbon. And the story is by Rick Moore, Phil Johnson, Jim Reardon, Pamela Ribbon, and Josie Trinidad. With um, Kelly Younger. Well, a few little thoughts and shit as she went. Okay, and, you know, a lot of the main stars are back. You've got John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman. Um, then you've got some new additions like Gail Gidot and Taji P. Hanson. Um, I, have to, I have to say, I did not see the original. So I was going in cold, but I'd heard it's hilarious. Um, and... There was a little kind of interview before the film that had been recorded at the premiere and you had uh, Johnson and Moore talking about, you know, the film and the effort that had gone in and like how they created some of the effects and everything. So I was, yeah, properly looking forward to it, you know. Um, I think the... the, the Everything kind of... Oh, you know what? You know what? I just forgot. God damn it, man. Okay, so, you know, let's let's do what the story is. Okay, so taking place six years after saving the arcade from Turbo's vengeance, the Sugar Rush arcade cabinet has broken. Bam, bam, bam. Forcing Ralph... And Venopolo to travel to the internet via the newly installed Wi-Fi router in Litwok's arcade to retrieve the piece capable of saving the game. Dum dum dum. Okay, so yeah, that's essentially the gist of the story. Uh, now, I have to say, like, it, it kind of, the way the film starts, it's definitely extremely cutesy, you know, um, I, I, I think the you know, the film is definitely aimed at a certain target audience, um, so yeah, you've kind of got this cutesy, cutesy beginning, and, then it kind of builds, it, you know, it, I, I think the seeds are planted at the at the beginning, really, for how things are going to progress, you know, um, because I think one of the big things about this is it's looking at friendship. You know, I think the story is looking at friendship and looking at the boundaries of friendship, you know, like 
you know, if your friends do things, do you always have to do those things? And if you don't, are you still best friends, you know? Like, how does that affect things? Like, if one person doesn't want to do something, should you hold them to doing it with you, you know? This is the kind of things it is kind of addressing. Like, yeah, what what are the boundaries, the barriers, the limitations of friendship? And how should we address them, you know? If you don't want to do something, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, what communication channels do you use? Or do you just not? Do you just suck it up and do exactly what your friend wants to do? So, yeah, this is the key kind of themes going through this film. And as I said, look, they, the, the seeds are kind of planted at that very beginning. But um, Ralph and Ven, Ven I'm going to call her Ven because I'm really not quite sure how you pronounce the name. And I don't want to show my ignorance. So um, just keep that between us, right? So Ralph and Ben, you know what I mean? They go into the internet. But I think, like, one of the things is we do see a lot of the stuff that's happening, you know, on the internet. So you see eBay, you see YouTube, Twitter, stuff like that. But they then create these generic brands but it's all a bit it's a bit simple like you know what I mean because instead of YouTube they're using something called BuzzTube you know what I mean it's like not much imagination really went into some of the creation of stuff I think like a lot of the jokes in the film seem to be just like mispronunciations of words or a slight tweak of words. Like Gail Gadot's character is called Shank. So instead of thank you, they say shank you. And everyone bursts out into laughter. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think you get it. So, I think that was one of the things that was just like, it didn't quite gel with me, you know, because of this. And, like, they they show the internet, but it just seemed a bit, we've seen it all before. It didn't, like, the way it was talked about in the interview before the film was that you're going to see this fanciful, like, crazy thing, but it wasn't. It it was very, it was kind of stayed. It was, yeah, it was just something that we've kind of seen. You know, I, I was wondering if it would be craziness like Scanner Darkly or Longmower Man. You know, this kind of weird psychedelic kind of thing. Because if you think about it, like the internet, obviously there are clear paths of navigation. 
that will be there. But also, there's so many rabbit holes. So you could really go to town on this. You could really create this kind of DMT trip. You know what I mean? But that's not what we got. Like, there was one... There's a, there's a bit where they showed a dark web. It's not the dark web, though. Because we know what happens on the dark web. And... There was nothing. Now, obviously, I'm not expecting them to be showing, like, little kids being sold and, like, old men doing blow off a baby's ass. You know what I mean? I'm not expecting to see that. But, and trust me, I don't want to see that. Let, let, let's get that clear. That's not how I roll. But, I just feel... The dark web needs to be properly weird, properly grimy, properly revolting. And that's not what it was. You know, it was just like a some dark alleyways. And a bit of goo kind of on the wall kind of thing. That's all it. And it's just like, oh, come on, man. You could have done. You could have tried harder. You could have tried. And this was a bit. It just seemed a bit safe for me. Everything seemed a bit stayed. A bit easy. You know what I mean? Like, this was by numbers. You know, everything's clearly in between the lines. There's nothing crazy here. A little stayed. That's just what it, it kind of felt like to me with this film. Like, there's scenes of The Office, but, it, 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 like, it was very empty. You know, you had this huge office with, like, no one really in it. And there wasn't, there didn't seem any energy to the conversations. Because they're trying to show this stuff that's happening. But no one really seemed excited. No one really seemed energized. And they're trying to create these things. Now, when you see the equivalent, or if you see certain people watching the equivalent, it's very energized it's very manic but the way they were depicted here you didn't get that same opinion you know so I think that was yeah, that was some of the things for me like they wanted to throw in any kind of iteration of pop culture or current trends you know that that's what was kind of jammed into this film but there didn't really seem any rhyme or reason to it it just seemed to be there just because but now i have to say a huge but here i clearly am not the target audience for this because I think, I think I've lost my heart, I think that's it, I think I'm broken, I think I am broken, because everyone else in this place 
was chuckling and laughing. You know what I mean? When they said, shank you, everyone's like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What? That's not funny. Why are these people laughing to these rubbish jokes? What's going on? But yeah, everyone else was was laughing. They found joy in it. So, I would say, if you liked the original Wreck-It Ralph, if you liked The Incredibles, Incredibles 2, I mean, any of this kind of stuff, any, probably any Disney film, you know, any of the Disney cartoons, the Pixar cartoons, if you like, probably, I would probably say, like the, the Marvel you know, the, the the superhero squad stuff, any of that kind of thing, Powerpuff Girls, Dragon Ball Z, anything like that, I think this is you, this is all you, and also if you have a heart, yeah, you're gonna love it, going to lap it up, and I will warn you people, you need to stay till the end because there are a couple of little bonuses in the tr- in the um credits yeah there's a couple of little bonuses in the credits again everyone else laughed so i think they're meant to be funny and they are you know i think they're funny i just yeah just frozen all up frozen Nothing's working. But everyone else laughed at him. So do not leave. Do not basically do not leave until you've seen two things. Once you've seen the two things, if you don't want to watch anything else, there's the you know what I mean? the, the the credits are long. They're, 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 they're rolling off six hundred people's names. That's what they said in the interview. Six hundred people's names. So if you have no vested interest, you don't care. And if you're not bothering anyone else, just leave. Just sneak out. Don't make noise. Just sneak out quietly. But make sure you see two things. Two jokey things. And then you're good. Okay? So, that's Wreck-It Ralph. It will be out this Friday. Um, so, yeah. Go enjoy. And listen. If, if, you know, if you. If there's things that you think, oh, you know what, you didn't see this, or, hey, you, you miss, like, you didn't understand this, comment, leave a comment, people, it's all gravy, it's all good, you know, if you don't want to leave a direct comment, just send me a DM, you know what I mean, send a message, anything like that, contact, and share your views, and if you use the Anchor app, you can leave a voice message, and we'll play it in the show, how about that, yeah, but, you know what I mean, whatever, but, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, this Friday, I'm sure everyone will enjoy it, okay, cool, okay, so, now you've heard my thoughts on Ralph, and how he wrecked my brain, um, we're gonna hit you with another review of the new Matthew Hope film, All the Devil's Men, that I saw uh, last week.
Okay, so I've just come out of a screening of All the Devil's Men. This is the new film from director Matthew Hope. It's probably the biggest thing he's done to date. In the past, he did um, a short film, In the Field, in 2005, The Vanguard in 2008, and The Veteran in 2011. So, um, yeah, this is his biggest thing to date. He also wrote the film, and it's starring Sylvia Hoykes, William Fitchner, and Milo Gibson. So, the breakdown is Jack Collins, who's played by Milo, a former Navy SEAL turned bounty hunter, tracks down terrorists in missions so hazardous that the CIA outsources them to private companies. But a life spent surviving fraught situations has left its mark on Collins. Leading his CIA handler, Lee, played by Sylvia Hoykes, to offer him one last chance to keep fighting. Deployed as part of a hardened three-man team to hunt down a rogue operative in London, Collins finds himself locked in relentless urban tactical combat, fighting a superior force alongside his own personal demons. So yeah, that's the um that's the breakdown of the film. So I would say that this is probably you know, if you think of if things like the Bourne Legacy, um, if you think of things like spooks, it's along those sort of lines, you know. Uh you've you've got these guys on a mission and all the way it's like oh can they find their mark right once they found their mark what's gonna happen can they bring him in alive then you have all these other factors interfering with what's going on you know like little subplots and like oh who's loyal and blah 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 bam so you have like you know, the average fare of this type of film, I feel. I There's not an overabundance of dialogue. Now, I'm not saying that it's a really sparse film, like, um, I don't know, The Revenant, but it's just, you know, there's not much. And... I think the thing that kind of is a problem with this film is it's hard to believe any of the situations. You know, like a lot of these people, they know each other. Like, um, so Gibson's character Collins, he knows Fetchner's character Brenneman. And they've known each other for a long time, but you don't feel it. When they meet in their interactions, everything like that, they do not... It doesn't come across to you that these are old friends or even old colleagues. It it just seems they've just met. And a lot of the interactions 
are like this. A lot of the interactions are really kind of the equivalent of Keanu Reeves on a bad day. So they are so wooden. And it's just like, hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. Should we read the problem out loud? Yes, let's read that. Hmm, interesting. I think I can do the mission in two days. Oh, I can do it quicker. It's like that. Everything was like that. And you're just like, why? So at first, you wonder, okay, are people, are they just on edge? Is this the reason? They're acting in this way because they're on edge and um, they've got all, they've got the guard up. Because that's what you could have mistaken it for in the beginning. You know, it, it's them just being like, um, yeah, think we should go. Um, right, let's move, let's move. You know, but it, but then you kind of realise, it. no, it's not that. Because it was with every time. Like, whenever they're in the office, in the cars, in, in the pub. It, like, that's how the interactions were. So it's a bit like, hmm, like the acting, it's really hard to, to to really critique the acting because because there wasn't a lot of dialogue and in, like in the script there was no call for a lot of nuance. So you couldn't really go, oh yeah, you know what? He he really um played that scene well because you felt all oh, his emotions like there wasn't anything like that. So, I mean, from what you see, it's just kind of average, you know. It, it, it it's kind of average the acting all the way through. Um, there's a there's a lot of situations also where you're like. Okay, so what relevance does this have to the film? Like, Collins has an... It seems he's got an addiction. And you're like, okay, so this is good. This is definitely playing out further along. This is... But it doesn't really go anywhere. And so there's a lot of things like that in the film. Like, there's... Situations with Sylvia Hoyk's character Lee, um, and you one you 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 wonder how she's in the position she is with what's going on. You know, you're just like, wait, how are you? That wouldn't make any sense. You wouldn't have, hmm. Uh, and there's a, and then there's a lot of decisions that she makes. That you're just questioning all the way through. Because it doesn't make sense. So I think that's a big problem with the film. You've got all of these scenarios that make no sense. You've got a story that's very thin on the ground. So this thin story. And these weird situations all the way through add the kind of woodenness of the interactions 
so it's all a bit like it's not gelling together like the fight scenes were really good so yeah and all the fights and everything they were great they worked really well so it's a bit weird so you have you've got all, a lot of stuff that works well with the film like some a lot of the hunting stuff you know um some of the chases things like that they work but then you have these other things that aren't coming together so you're a bit confused and especially one when you come to the end i was definitely confused i was definitely like hmm but why so yeah it's it's a, it's a weird type of film but if you're into these kind of covert mission type of films i think look if you're a fan of den of thieves if you liked den of thieves if you liked um the born legacy the one with jennifer uh, jeremy rayner and probably if you like spooks but i would say season three onwards so if you like spooks season three onwards den of thieves the born legacy with jeremy jeremy rayner then i think you might resonate with this film but if not i don't know but you know, the film will be out on digital download from the 3rd of December. So, yes, that is next Monday. So, um, yeah, if, if you fancy checking it out, you know, you'll be able to find it in the usual places. iTunes, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Sky Store, the BT Store. It's rated 15, so, yeah, there's violence, there's swearing, you know, so, um, but it's, uh, you know, there's the usual price, so I believe 7.99 standard, 9.99 HD, so, yeah, if you're inclined, yeah, check it out, you know what I mean, um, so that's all the devil's men, um, yeah, Okay, people, I'm going to let you in to um, something that's going to be a big help. Because we're coming up to Christmas, unfortunately. And the biggest thing about Christmas is the shopping for food. Because it's insane. Everyone goes crazy. It's difficult sometimes to find what you want. So, I'm going to give you a little tip that will make this so simple so simple all right so the thing is hello fresh are doing a christmas box okay so in the christmas box you can get a butter based turkey with fresh rosemary and lemon pigs in blankets 
So it's pork sausages wrapped in streaky bacon. Roast potatoes with a rosemary seasoning. Balsamic Brussels sprouts. Yeah, sounds good. With cranberries, pecans and pancetta. How tasty does that sound? Truffle root vegetables with cheese, garlic and thyme. Seasonal stuffing, pork cranberry stuffing balls. Slow cooked spiced red cabbage with bramley apple and cinnamon. Now I've made red cabbage with apple and it is so good. So that will be amazing. And then festive gravy, a rich and delicious gravy. And um, you can also add a cheese platter with, um, yeah, you know, uh, charcoal crackers, quince chutney, and a whole load of uh, cheese. So they do that box. They also do a box with a dessert. And the dessert is luxury Christmas pudding with brandy, butter, caramel sauce. Talk about decadent, right? And the box comes in four different sizes. So you can get it for four people, six people, eight people or ten people. Which is pretty damn good. Alright, so... I'll give you the figures too, man. So for four people, it works out $19.99 per person. For six people, it's £16.66 per person. For eight, it's £15.62 per person. And for ten, it's £14.49 per person. So that really makes Christmas meal really affordable. But I'm going to give you a code that will give you 10% off that box. Don't tell me I do nothing for you people. So all you have to do is in the checkout, enter the code Kevin. Christmas and that will give you 10% off your Christmas box at HelloFresh so I'll put this in the episode description but yeah it's Kevin Christmas boom nice I've just saved Christmas for you you're welcome Okay, so we're coming to that time again, you know, had another fun episode, so we're going to close it down with um, with some film news, okay, alright, so, um, McKenna Grace, Alexei Denisov and Jediah Goodacre have joined Netflix. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. 
Uh, Grace is going to be in the Christmas special. Um, while Denisov and Goodacre are going to be in part two of the first season, which will hit the screens next year. So, uh, supposedly, Grace is going to play a younger version of Sabrina. Um, Denisov will play uh, the boyfriend of Adam Masters' character. And uh, Goodacre will play an enigmatic warlock, Dorian Gray, the owner of an exclusive nightclub. So, um... Yeah, the holiday special is going to hit Netflix on the 14th. So, uh, yep, that's something to look forward to. Um, Now, this is very interesting. The National Board of Reviews has revealed its annual top 10 films of the year list. Uh, So, they put this list out every year. Um... And they've also announced, you know, their um, their best film of the year. And surprisingly, they chose Green Book, which stars Viggo Mortensen and Mashala Ali. Now, we looked at this film um, during the London Film Festival. And it was reviewed in episode four of Echoes from the Void from the London Film Festival. Um, Like it was an okay film, just a bit safe, you know. Um, But yeah, they they also named um, Mortison their actor of the year. So that was interesting. They've named Bradley Cooper their um, best director for A Star Is Born and Lady Gaga got best actress and Sam Elliott best supporting actor Um, if Bill Street Could Talk won best adapted screenplay and um, Regina King got supporting actress from that film Incredibles 2 won best animated film RBG won Best Documentary, Cold War, Best Foreign Language Film, Crazy Rich Asians, Best Assembly Cast, First Reformed, Best Original Screenplay, Thomasin McKenzie, Best Breakthrough Performance, and Bo Burham, Best Directorial Debut for Eighth Grade. So, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what I feel about some of those picks, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, MG, M, MGM has um, made a partnership with Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw Productions for a reimagining of the 1992 horror film Candyman. Which was adapted from a Clive Barker short story, The Forbidden. So, um, Nia DaCosta 
will direct from a screenplay by Peel and Rosenfeld. Um, they're saying the pro it's going to be a spiritual sequel. So, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. But, you know, everyone really liked Get Out. So, you know, we'll see how, um, how Peel does with this, right? Um, also, Zoe Dooch, she was in Set It Up and Everybody Wants Some, has signed on to um, be part of the Zombieland sequel. Zombieland came out in 2009, which is crazy, you know, so this, this is going to be the time this film comes out it will be probably over 10 years from the original which is insane but director Ruben Felcher um, and writers Reet Reese and Paul Wernick um, are all coming back as well as Woody Harrelson Jesse Einsberg, Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin I don't know I don't know. We all we can do is just wait and see and just hope it is as good as the first one. Okay, some other news. David Brull um from The Alienist and Charles Dance, who we all know, you know, been in loads of stuff at Game of Thrones, which is like probably the, the thing most people will probably know him from. Um, they've both signed on to um, the um, ugh, the prequel to Kingsman, which is in the works at 20th Century Fox. Um, Matthew Good and Reefs Ifans, ha they've also both um, signed on for the project. So the film takes place in the early 1990s and um, it's kind of looking at the birth of Kingsman. So, I don't know. I don't, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see um, how it all plays out. But Matthew Vaughan is back for it. Ralph Fiennes is on in the project. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But with um, some other news around the Kingsman, because, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the franchise. So they've finally, you know, ironed out what the, um, what the timeline is going to be. So the first thing we're going to get is the sequel. Sorry, the prequel. We're going to get a prequel, which is Kingsman the Great Game. Um, and that's going to start filming in January. Then from there, uh, we're going to get the third installment, which um, Vaughn is going to be writing. And that's going to have Taron Egerton and Colin Firth back in the fold. And it's going to be the, they're gonna, he's saying it's going to be the conclusion of their storyline. And then from there, that's when the, the, they'll 
go into probably more work on a TV series, which is still in its early days, but it's still a thing. They're still looking to do it. So yeah, that's all the um, the Kingsman kind of news. Um, we've also got some news from Netflix. Uh, this year they had um, you know uh, a very popular film, All the Boys I've Loved Before, and uh, set it up. So that they you know it scored really well. And they're doing a sequel. Yeah. So they're doing a sequel to All the Boys I've Loved Before. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know really what it's going to be about. There's, there's no real word on that. But it is part of a new deal that Netflix has signed with Paramount Pictures. Um, which is, you know, it's, it seems like it's going to be a pretty big thing. The studio's going to produce a handful of films for Netflix. Uh, not much other information has come out, but it seems that the the, the work they've done previously with um, Paramount giving Netflix the Cloverfield Paradox and um, Annihilation. Looks like that relationship, you know, everything was good there. So they've decided to, um, yeah, go make it a bigger thing uh, to see if it can really kind of help underpin, underpin their year. Is that Paramount haven't had the best of times, so... You know, maybe this will help steady the ship. Alright, so it's not out yet. Still a few weeks away, but Sony Pictures Animation is extremely confident that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is going to be huge. That um, work has already begun on a sequel and a spin-off. Yeah, which is pretty um, interesting. Um, Joaquim dos Santos, who's been behind Avatar, The Last Airbender and Voltron, is going to helm the sequel with Lauren Montagu, um, who's also worked on Voltron and Batman Year One is in negotiations to direct an all-female spin-off with Beck Smith, who um, was behind Zoo. Uh, And, um, yeah, they're hoping she will write it. Amy Pascal will return to produce both. um, And Phil Lord and Chris Miller will be creatively involved with the projects but i am looking forward to into the spider-verse it does look pretty decent and finally finally rebellion who um owns the 2000 ad comic book um 
you know, all of their uh, work and um, was behind Dread a few years back is um, they're building a new film studios. And, um, yeah, they're going to use this new plot to um, to put together the highly um, sought-after Dread Mega City 1, that, which is going to be a TV series, and also the Road Trooper film that Duncan Jones has been attached to direct. Um, because this the, the new plot used to be a, a press, um, a, a, a newspaper press, it's got a lot of soundproofing in. So basically they can get to work on their projects straight away. So I, I think the... Um, the kind of plan is to get things rolling as soon as, really. Uh, they've got a pilot script for Dread, and they're just in the process of trying to find a broadcaster for it. So, fingers crossed, you know, uh, that will, you know, because the film Dread was um, incredible. So, it, you know, I think everyone can't wait. For more in that universe and more dread so uh, yeah let's see what happens but people that's it we're at the end of another episode and um yeah i hope you enjoyed it if you did remember to share it with your friends um share it with your family share it with people you don't even know spread the goddamn word and I will see you next week. Peace.